1: This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: You get me on Twitter at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. 1-1 Devils-Canes, beginning period number two in a game number four over in Newark. Uh, Mets down 4-1 to one to the Cincinnati Reds as they go bottom five. I mean, you can't even get worked up anymore about the Mets. It's just like, you know, whatever. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Like, you talk about, you know, they wrote the book once upon a time, my buddy John Harper and uh, Bob Klappish, the worst team money could buy about that team in the early 90s. They might have a sequel on their hands. They might have a book deal. You know, call up the publisher. Already start getting your drafts in because this season is, is, you know, spiraling in that direction. (laughs) This is, I mean, oh, I, I can't, I can't. Yankees are playing a JV team tonight in the Oakland A's, and they're taking advantage. They have a 3-1 to lead. What Aaron Judge back in the lineup tonight for the Bombers, and he's got himself uh, an RBI so far in this one. He has a—does um, he have an RBI break? Yeah, it says he has an RBI. So why? Oh, it was a uh, throwing error. That's why. Okay, but it still counts. Still drove in the run. Nevertheless, Yanks have themselves a 3-1 to lead, so that's what we're happening here and around the uh, sports locals for us. But we're talking about the Knicks because they are on their last legs right now. And unless they rise up tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden against this Miami Heat team, then the season's going to be over. And we're going to be sitting here talking about the big what-if and what needs to get done and changes that need to be in store for the remainder of the summer. And I think... However this thing ends, and it's not look. It's not looking good, right? It's not looking good for them to win this series. It would, it would be a, a major surprise if they pull this thing out. But clearly, there's going to be work to be done. And we're all going to sit here and, and try to throw ideas out there as to what needs to be done. Who should stay? Who should go? Who can they get from the outside? Because you can't run it back with this group, and they're not going to do that. But you can't sit here and say oh another another year together with this group and this squad. They're going to be more battle tested for the deep runs into the playoffs and and we're just going to wave a magic wand and expect things to change again if they get into the playoffs next year. No. It's not how this thing works. You're going to have to go out there and upgrade the talent because clearly something is off. It's good enough to get this far, but that's not what the objective should be. Not just to win around go to round number two, and then get outclassed by a team that you supposedly were better than. And that's when changes have to happen. Uh, Let's say hi to Michael in Queens. He's going to start us off here on 98.7 ESPN. Michael, how are you? Good. How are you? What's up, Mike?
3: Hey, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the Knicks. Um, uh, Tibbs he he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I think Tibbs just inherited a a bunch of good uh, basketball players, Seems like the type of coach that he don't recognize talent. He don't understand chemistry. I mean, he's trying to play these guys as the same way he played uh, Cleveland. You, I mean, Cleveland's a whole different team, man. You know what I mean? I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you can't play the same way against every team because every, every team is not the same. Now, see, te- this, this, this Heat team seems to be a better team, so you got to do something totally different. I mean. You can't go with this starting lineup all the time thinking that they're going to win. Well, he changed the, the
2: lineup. He changed the lineup. Unfortunately, I think he waited too long. But the reason he put Grimes back in the lineup, in the starting lineup, is because Quickly was out and you put Hart back on the bench because you need at least somebody. You need an adult, essentially, to be coming off the bench with that group. Okay, that... He got... I don't even cut you. He got... throwing
3: uh, Evan Fonia, or uh, 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 McBride. You know, you got to... The next team is the type of the team. You got to go with the hot hands. There's no Michael Jordan. Well, who are no, the hot hands right now, though, Michael? I'm with you, but you like, gotta, who, you who you are the hot hands? You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. You can't rely on this. Uh, 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 Randle. And Randu is not. He's not. He's not Lebron James. <sighs> that's what. That's what team like Tim thinks he is. You know what I mean? You can't rely on. Uh. Um,
2: uh. uh uh, what's, what's this guy I might saying? rather have oh, I might, might rather Bradbury, have Bronny James right now than Julius Randle tomorrow night in the lineup. You'd rather have who? I might rather, I'd rather have Bronny James, his son, as opposed to Julius Randle right now. I'll take my chances yeah. with LeBron Jr.
3: I know, I, know, I know what you're saying, but he ain't on the team. But I know what you're saying. This is not hypothetical.
2: But, but, Mike, that's, that's, I'm saying, that's I'm the problem. That's the problem right now. You know what I'm saying? And I thank you for the phone call. He, the, the problem is this. How about the guys that they have on this team? They have to play better. They have to do more. They got to do their part. Like, you can't make transactions like this right in the middle of a playoff series. Like, the Knicks are not going to be able to go make a trade for the game tomorrow. They're not going to be able to go sign somebody in free agency before the game tomorrow or for the rest of this series. Guys that they have on this team that they're paying all this money for that played, by and large, good basketball all season long, they got to get it done. They got to play better. Right? Right? 18 points, not good enough from Julius Randle. It's, it's just not. I mean, some guys might take a bow after that type of performance, but not this guy. And by the way, those people that are already thinking, you know, I I, I could see the wheels churning already as far as Randle's concerned. $25.6 million next year, $27.5 million the year after, then a player option for $29.5. So two more years plus an option. If you're getting any ideas, Al's in Maplewood. He's up next here on 98.7. eight seven. What's up, Al? How are you?
4: I'm great, man. How are
1: you? And I just want to thank you. No knock on your your fellow, you know, uh, ESPN host, but I called in before this last game. Mm-hmm. I spoke with Gordon, and he yelled at me, telling me I was totally wrong on tips. Here's the deal: what you just played with Eric Spolstra basically just explained the whole thing how he used his players during the regular season, every single one of them has us looking at their bench going, who's this guy coming off the bench hitting threes and being comfortable? Meanwhile, our guys don't get any play time during the regular season. So the first six are spent, and then the remaining folks are shook when they get out there. We got Aaron here. You're saying he should, be, he should have been in there in the regular season. Work this thing out. Come in. Contribute 12 points. Who cares? But Tibbs, I like him, but the way he uses his 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 his, his staff when he only plays
2: like seven six, you do that for the regular season. Come this time, they're spent. Yeah, but Al, you know the folks, they don't know how to play. Al, let's be fair. Let's be fair, and and, and I, I I appreciate everything you're saying. And Buck just got run by the way in the uh, Met game. It's about time. I wouldn't want to watch this team either. Um. Huh. Nobody was calling for Evan Fournier during the season because there was no need to. Things were going well. They were a little bit healthier. They were winning games. But now in this situation, I think you have to go with what you have when you have dire straits like this. You must. Let's say hi to Jose in Brooklyn up next here on 98.7. Jose, how we doing?
5: Oh, I'm doing okay. Can't complain, Mr. Braza. Um, You know... I'm already resigned to the fact of what the uh, the next season is going to be, and I don't really have that much hope that they'll come back and do the miraculous 31 comeback. Uh, But the thing that really concerns me is, like, you know, all this talk about, you know, with Tibbs and everything else that goes along with it. And I still remember calling, like, even six months back when it wasn't popular to call. Uh, and say what the problem was, which was I always thought that with Julius Randle as in the fabric of the DNA of our team, this is who, who this is the shelf life of our team, and we're kind of seeing the end result. And I don't know what people are on to ever suggest that we can keep Julius Randall. And over R.J. Barrett after what we've seen in this playoffs, I, I I just don't see it. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just like, hey, we need to at least explore the options for Randall if there are, are some options out there. If there aren't, there aren't. But we can't just go hey, out and Jose.
2: Here's the dangerous the part about that. I hear what you're saying, but here he, here's the tricky part. It's we could just sit here and say get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, but. You still got to put a team out there. So you can't say, I want to get rid of Julius Randle, unless we have an answer as to what the replacement's going to be and what upgrade are you bringing in? Because, look, he's an all-star caliber player. It hasn't worked out for him in the playoffs. Either time, the Knicks made it. But you need to, if you're going to part ways with a guy like Julius Randle, it's going to have to be at the expense of somebody coming in here who clearly, clearly represents an upgrade to this team. And that's what we got to identify.
5: Yeah, and my dream would be honest oh. That person would be honest, but <laughs> we all know that that's a dream. But you know, I, I think it's t- it is time to start looking, or possibly taking a uh, uh, win and assets uh, and an L in, in, in return, but still being able to pull off that superstar trade somewhere else. I, I just don't. I'm at that point where I'm just like, it, it, it I. I I'd rather have, I'd just rather. I'd rather just focus on 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 the rest of the team because the mindset and the vibe that he brings, you could just tell it, it brings down everyone else.
2: You know what, Jose, and thank you for the phone call. I'm sure frustration is setting in more than anything else. Do you hear what Stephen A. had to say with Julie, about Julius Randle on Get Up today?
6: I'm so disgusted with R.J. Barrett, little less than Julius Randle. I'm not disgusted with anybody more than I'm disgusted with Julius Randle. I'm on the verge of asking for him to be traded. I'm just disgusted. I think that this series is over. I think that the New York Knicks, Orange and Blue Skies, it was a nice run. I'm very proud of Jalen Brunson and the kind of impact that he's had on the New York Knicks. As much as I respect and adore Tom Thibodeau and the coach that he is, I'm looking at the personnel that he didn't use and the people that he trusted and he relied upon and how they haven't come through for him would have been nice to see him throw a twist in the mix, even throwing some of the bodies we haven't seen throughout the regular season into a la Evan Fournier or a Derrick Rose even give somebody some help because with what Julius Randle has been doing, I mean, you might as well try anything. I'm on the verge of coming on national television and asking for the man to be traded. The regular season is one thing, but the postseason don't get me started with what he does in the postseason.
2: It sounds like it's going to be an interesting summer around here, the way this is all shaping up to be, barring a miracle, barring a miracle. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Grasso Show, we're rolling until 10 tonight on 987 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This
1: is the Dan Grasse Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: So Buck Showalter didn't stick around. He uh, got tossed from the game tonight arguing a play in the field. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they're losing 7-1. This team is li- – you're talking about a lifeless, punchless group. And remember, this is supposed to be the easy part of the Mets schedule. This is a sub-500 team. They lose a home series to the Colorado Rockies, who they've, like, owned at Citi Field, regardless of year. Okay? They get swept in Detroit last week against a horrible Tigers team. They're now in Cincinnati to play a bad Reds team, and they're getting smoked in game one when Max Scherzer, again, was supposed to start but couldn't because he's got neck spasms. And, you know, I'm not a doctor. But I do know that as you age and as you get a little bit older, the aches and pains, those things start to increase, not decrease. And for a guy that they're paying $43 million, it's already been a rocky road so far up until May 9th this season, including a suspension, by the way. So, I, I you know, convince me on how this is going to get better anytime soon. Like, the, the, the more and more this plays out with the Mets, it reminds me, as the Hurricanes just score another goal, reminds me of... That team from like 20 years ago with the Mets, not the worst team money could buy, but like when they brought in another bunch of old guys, when they when they traded for Mo Vaughn, when they got uh, Robbie Alomar, Jeremy Burnitz, like those guys, like Mo Vaughn ended up being done. Robbie Alomar ended up being done. It kind of reminds me of the same thing, except this time like it's the, the pitching that they don't have. Then it was the position players who were shot and couldn't perform. You know, Burnitz had nothing left in the tank either. He could at least hit home runs before he got back to the Mets. But, you know, so it, it just seems like history is repeating itself here. And when what's the move? <laughs> you know, what's the move? You got $375 million invested in this team. It's not like you could go out there and bring in more players. You thought you had a dream team. And my gosh, do they got some holes. It really is incredible. Francisco Alvarez has two home runs tonight, but oh, well, that's not really going to help matters much. But we're sitting here sorting through the Knicks problem right now and seeing if there's any hope for them to possibly delay the inevitable with this season. Let's say hi to uh, Nelson in Long Island. He is up next here on 98.7. What's up, Nelson? How are you? How's it going, buddy? The reality good. is this. I mean, I,
0: I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with, with some of the callers you're saying. But the fact of the matter is this. This is a time where we got to rally up, support our troops. we got to give them that belief. we got to enforce the fact that, you know what, go in there, and let's get, let's make, let's make, some dogs out of these pups. Because one thing that hurts me, and I saw it, I put, I froze it, watched it over and over. You got this guy Mar. He won, he runs right by Julius, slams it. Julius, you want to be the big guy? You want to be the big dog? Start playing like it. Don't let anyone dunk it in, in, in. Don't let anyone dunk in your yard, whether you're a visitor or not. You don't let anyone walk by, run by, and slam it down like that. We gotta bring in. I say bring in Derek. Let Derek start taking it to the hall. What I am enjoying, and the only positive thing I have seen, RG's being more aggressive. Continue to be aggressive. Earn your points from the foul line. Put some pressure on Miami. Right now, we're actually settling as opposed to dominating. We're settling for what Miami gives us as opposed to attacking. It's time we attack. Win or
2: lose tomorrow, attack. Show the spirit of New York, Attack. No more Puffs. Let's bring out the dogs. At least on your home court. Defend the home court, Nelson. You know, you can't go away quietly. And I thank you for the phone call. I will say this, though. You know, there's been a lot of talk since last night about the officiating. And maybe the game hasn't been called like the Knicks would like it and so on and so forth. I do think it's important for people to voice their frustration, especially after a game like last night, because now – What tends to happen in those scenarios is that if one team in particular, whether it's a coach, whether it's players, if they're vocal about the way the game was called, it's almost as if the message is going to get across for the next game. And maybe the things will start to go in their favor, especially when you have the scene shifting back to New York. So the Knicks are going back home. They're going to be on their floor. And then maybe they're going to get the benefit of some of these calls. Right? I I mean, like you you could hope – the only thing that you got going for you, Owen in Brooklyn, up next here on ninety eight seven. What's up, Owen? How are you?
4: Uh, a big fan of the show. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I uh, wish it could be better with the way the series has been going down. But I, with the Knicks, I want to pump the brakes with people. Told him I changed Julius Randall. Does it get on my nerves sometimes? Absolutely. But we we've, we've been to the playoffs, in the last three years. When was the last time we could really say that? And we had no expectations two years ago when we, when we made it. We had no expectations this year to even make it this far. And I understand that the fact that Miami is a, well, technically a ninth seed that, that beat the Bucks, but they also got experience. We're still relatively a young team. And I just think that people at least need to give the Knicks a chance um, before talking about training, Julius Randle because we're not getting Giannis. Who, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? The team is growing, the team is getting better. Are there some inconsistencies? Of course. But we're getting better. That's all I could really ask for. Um, but I'm not going to be a typical New York Knicks fan that's like, oh, championship or bust. We haven't won a championship before I was born. I was eighty eight. So <laughs> uh, I want to be honest, but, you know, thank you for, for the call, and I, and I hope you have a good night.
2: Owen, you too, my man. You know what? Keeping the faith. I, I, I like Owen's attitude. Here, here's the thing, though, and he's right. Guys, I know you maybe don't want to give credit where credit is due because maybe it's still a little raw. Miami is a win away. One lousy stinking win away from going to the conference finals for the third time in the last four years. It's pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. They just scored again? Are you kidding me? Are they, Do the Devils even have a goalie right now? All right, am, I, am I seeing – like, do they have – well, now, now Schmidt's getting up and he's going back. The Devils must, like, set an NHL record for most times they've had a goalie pulled in one playoff uh, run in, in, in a postseason.
0: It's been back-to-back-to-back to back to back games now. I'm surprised right. they didn't pull him out to the fourth goal.
2: I mean, this is incredible. 5-1 Carolina now. Five unanswered goals, by the way. What's that line from the, the Miracle movie with, with Herb Brooks? That's what they're going to say to Vitek Vanacek. You can't pull me. It's my net. Well, right now it's everybody's net. Five to one. My gosh. Holy Lord. But, you know, what were you saying about the Knicks and, and, and Miami? Right? Like, this Heat team is good. This Heat team is a lot better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've got that, you know, that intestinal fortitude that you need this time of year. Cleveland is still learning their way as a group. You know, the lights got a little too bright for them in that first round. Kind of like what the Knicks experienced a couple of years ago against the Atlanta Hawks. Made the playoffs and like, wow, this is a different beast. Right? That's what Cleveland was this time around. And maybe the Knicks will use this lesson and better themselves next time they make the playoffs, which I hope is next year. Improve in some areas. And then you'll be that team that is going to win the tough battles and do the little things. But you know what? Effort, hustle, laying out for balls, loose balls, that that, that that should not have to be preached. That should not have to be coached. That should be something that every professional athlete is willing to do. Give up your body for the betterment of the team, and it's the playoffs. You can't do it in the playoffs. Then when can you do it? 800-919-3776. Take a quick timeout. See if my phone buzzes. The Devils might hit me up to try to play goal for the third period. They're going to need somebody. Grasso Show with you, 9870 SPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
7: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: This is the Dan Grasse Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: <laughs> Yankees the only team locally that's doing anything worth a damn tonight. They have a 5-2 lead on the JV Oakland A's. Mets getting crushed. Devils getting crushed. Claybert Torres just hit a home run, so now it's 7-2, Yankees. And the Knicks, of course, their backs are against the wall. they got to win tomorrow night against the Miami Heat, or else it's going to be probably a lot earlier summer vacation than anybody really forecasted or wanted regarding this basketball team. See, here's the tricky part about this. And look, I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Jimmy Butler. Really do. But he's a guy who I never really considered to be a number one. Like when we sit here and talk about these true number ones. Like Jimmy Butler's a real good player, but there may not be a list of three or four guys that you would want any more than him on your team come playoff time. He is becoming big game Jimmy Butler, especially this time of year. Like I said, I don't know if that translates well throughout a regular season. Like if you're building your entire team around that's our number one go-to, I I I, I that's probably not the area I would look to go. But damn, you need guys like Jimmy Butler this time of year if you want to go deep and it's playing out in this series. So when we talk about Randall and you talk about Brunson and you know, how the Knicks can upgrade and they don't have a true number one, it's true. But you also can get a guy who maybe just fits your team's DNA. And that's what Miami is, right? Butler and Bam Adebayo, they're their best players. You throw in a guy like Tyler Hero when he's healthy. It's the sum is greater than the individual parts. That's what Miami is. And you know what? It's a rarity in the NBA nowadays. Because in basketball, it's so predicated on the superstars, And, you know, we're kind of still coming out of this big three culture and super team and all these things to where you could just put together a really, really good squad, have a couple of real, real good players, maybe not necessarily superstars. And if you're all pulling in the same direction and you're well coached, it can lead to some good things. And I think Miami has proven that. But I don't know if that same approach would work here. I I really and truly don't. Fernando in Queens is up next here on 98.7. What's up, Fernando? How are you?
7: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me What's up, Just Fernando? to uh, make a comment. Uh, I agree with a lot of people on the, on the air tonight, but um, there's a lot of pressure, or a lot of, uh, I guess, attacks on, on, on coach Tibbs. but I think there's a two part, I guess, equation here. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the leadership and the lack thereof. When you have coach Tibbs saying that we need more intensity on his team and he's asking for it, that's not the way it should be. It should be Randall who is our leader showing and leading by example not jogging down on 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 rebounds and 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 missing these 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 shots that are key and coach stibbs who really should have been putting him into that role during the season and having accountability from his leader who he failed to do that there was times where randall wasn't showing up and he wasn't you know he wasn't taking the heat for that yeah but you know what fernando
2: let's be let's be fair and i'll let you finish let's be fair though yeah in this day and age And especially in the NBA, a lot of times, the star is somebody who is going to have the upper hand even over a head coach. We've seen, look at what happened in Milwaukee. And not to say that Giannis was behind Mike Budenholzer's firing, but you know what? If you're not winning, they're going to boot the coach out. And the coach has a championship. Mike Budenholzer has a championship. You know, that team is in the conversation each and every year. They get bagged in the first round, he's out of a job. Tibbs doesn't have a championship. You know, he's well-respected, and he knows his X's and O's and all those things. But, I mean, is that the type of situation where you want to engage in a power struggle if you're Tom Thibodeau? I'm not sure about that.
7: You're right. You're right. But, you know, I, I just think the intensity shouldn't be coming from his mouth. He shouldn't be calling for it. It should be the leader of the team. It should be Randall calling for intensity. He should be leading by example, taking this team, taking this team to war, really. You know, we're, we got our backs against the wall, and he's he's jogging around last, last game like
2: it was fine. That's not the way it should be from a leader. You don't see that from Butler. You don't see that from championship teams. Something's got to change, Fernando. I mean, you're spot on, and we've been talking about that. You're preaching to the choir. Thanks for the phone call. It's true. And it starts with the hustle plays. It starts with the 50-50 balls. That's where you need to start to see the difference. If I see in the first quarter tomorrow night, that the Knicks are getting dirty, the Knicks are winning some of those battles that they won against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the last round, then maybe I have a little bit of confidence that, okay, maybe things are going to change tonight and it's going to be a different outcome. Here's R.J. Barrett, by the way. We haven't heard from him. Here's R.J. about Miami seemingly coming up with every single one of these loose balls.
5: You know, they got offensive rebounds, loose balls. I mean, you know, they have some tough guys that, that get respect. You know, I give them credit. They're, they're working hard. You got guys falling every possession, getting calls, they're getting rebounds. So you know, they're, they're playing hard. I think we played hard as well. I think we fought, but you know, especially in that fourth, uh, those those rebounds, those rebounds hurt us.
2: Here's the thing about R.J. and he's always going to be a point of conversation because look, he he's. A guy who was drafted, you sign them, you're developing him, you hope that he grows into an impact player for you. And he's been good, right? Those last couple of games against Cleveland, first couple against Miami, he was one of their better players. But it's always through adversity when you're going to look for your better players to lead you through. And adversity has hit the last couple of games, have they not? So if we take a step back right now, I'm just being fair. I'm just being fair. If we take a step back and you evaluate RJ in this series, he's been good. RJ's averaging 22 points a game this series. He's shooting 46% from the field. He's shooting 42% from three in the four games so far. It's pretty good. But, and here's the but. You know the but was coming. Is he doing things to necessarily sway the momentum in this series? Is he? That's why statistics sometimes can be empty. And I'm going to keep bringing up what I said earlier in the show. You look at a guy like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's numbers don't like jump off the page at you in this series. But darn it, Kyle Lowry's made play after play after play in this series that have impacted the game. I could sit here and already think about three, four plays that Kyle Lowry's made in this series that stand out to me more than, let's say, anything that R.J. Barrett is doing. But Kyle Lowry's a veteran player. Guy's won championship before. Guy's going to the Hall of Fame. You know, this is all part of the growing process still for a young player. Lavelle and Yonkers up next. Lavelle, how you doing tonight?
1: What's going on, Darren? Good to talk to you again, man. Lavelle, good to hear from you, bud. What's up? I I, I got to say, first and foremost, you've been killing it. I don't know who had a better season this year, Jalen Brunson or you. Everything I hear you on, whether it's in the morning or on the Saturday, you're, you're, you're killing it, bro.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I, I know Jalen Brunson got compensated more than I did. I mean, I don't think that's in his secret. <laughs> you <know. laughs>
1: well, you deserve just as much. There you go. So now that's me. what I'm talking.
2: Harvey, yes. save that. Yes, Clip it. Save it. Yes. Throw it out there on a promo <laughs> from Lavelle and Yonkers. Yes. You tell that mouse I said, give you more. So Damn listen, right.
1: There so, you go. <laughs> so listen, let me vent, Yep, if you will, please. Because I feel like uh, I'm, I've just been screaming from, the, from the, the, the treetops with my little group of friends in our little basketball chat, and I've been called crazy because I've been unhappy with this team all year. And they're like, you're out of your mind. This team is playing well. But see, I think playoffs. I fell in love with playoff basketball. Uh, that, that, you know, When I was a kid, those playoff runs are what I fell in love with. Tom Thibodeau is not a coach that you can win a championship with, okay? We are in this position right now because of him, and, and I'm just going to briefly explain. Tom Thibodeau plays tight. He plays with a tightness. He he plays every game like it's game seven, and people say that like it's a compliment, but it's not because every game is during the regular season is not game seven. So then when you get to this point, there's nowhere to go from there. So that's point one. Then point two is, He's stubborn. He stays with the same with a lot of the same things, and he doesn't want to change during the season. So he has no idea who can give him, and I'm glad you're the only person with any sense who said put Fournier in the game because he's our best three-point shooter. But see, that's not how Tibbs thinks. And because Tibbs didn't give Fournier, and even in garbage time, he didn't give him any burn, he doesn't feel like he can trust him. So the team knows that they don't have his trust, so then you got, you know, when Obi gets in the game, he's running around like a, a chicken with his head cut off because he knows as soon as he misses two shots, he's on the bench. He's just not a great coach. And there's no disrespect to him. I think he's a great defensive mind. He's kind of like Rex Ryan. They're great at defense. They're great at being coordinators, but they're not built for the big chair. So that being said, we you know, that's one. And then Randall, everybody's talking about Randall. First of all, we won't even talk about the minutes Randall has logged all season which which by the time you get to this point you're just worn out physically but Randall is actually a me first guy. He's not a team first guy like Brunson and the rest of the guys. So when he if you notice the last the last series that we won He was limited. He wasn't 100%. So the guys got to play loose like the way they wanted to play. You saw the ball moving more. You saw the crazy boards being getting. But once he's there, he's like a black hole. And also, he's a time bomb. We've seen him flip out on quickly. We don't even know what goes on in the locker room. So that's just... The things I'm venting. That, that it's just,
2: that's why we're here right now. I, I, a, a lot of reasons. A, a lot of reasons. And, Lavelle, good phone call, my a friend. A I appreciate the phone call, man. You get back to us. Um, and that's yes, the bottom line. Point. It's easy to sit here and make excuses and point this, this. You know, when you've played the last two games like the Knicks have, they're going to stockpile. I just looked it up, by the way. I to see, when, when was the last time that Fournier actually saw action? He actually got some burn in the last game of the regular season um against indiana so that was april 9th it was a month ago up to this day so the one month anniversary we should have like a moment of silence harvey or play like some sad music or something the one month anniversary since evan fournier last stepped on a basketball court for the knicks without his warm-ups on and actually like played and ran up and down the floor and got on the stat sheet and all that stuff there you go it was the 9th of april it was a sunday afternoon It was against the Indiana Pacers, an Indiana Pacers team that was playing out the stretch and wasn't in playoff consideration. Christians called the day Easter Sunday, but not for Evan Fournier, because the Knicks guard was experiencing his own resurrection. That's right. He saw nine minutes of action on that April 9th afternoon. Did he score? No. No, he did not. Did he take a shot? Sure. Gave it the old college try. It didn't go in, but you know what? He earned his money. He gave an honest effort. And he knew, just maybe, maybe, that a month down the road, the Knicks would be in the playoffs. The team would be stinking up the joint. They would need reinforcements. And he would be ready. For if his name was called, whether in English or French, he would be ready to give Tom Thibodeau The minutes that he so desires. I don't know who had a better season this year, Jalen Brunson or you. Tell you what, I know Jalen Brunson got compensated more than I did. Well, you deserve just as much. There you go. You tell that mouse I said, give you more.
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: So this cracks me up, right? Like Aaron Hicks, and, and not that Aaron Hicks cracks me up. I mean, we've made enough jokes at Aaron Hicks' expense to last the whole baseball season. So Aaron Hicks, who finally got an extra base hit last night for the Yankees, which, which was a miracle. He actually hit a home run. They ran him back in the lineup today. You know, Aaron Boone and company trying to catch lightning in a bottle. I, I, I commend them for that. I would probably do the same thing. I mean, you're paying the guy. You might as well put him to work. He leaves tonight's game with left hip tightness. You know, you can't keep the good times rolling forever, I guess. They said he's going to be evaluated tomorrow. Well, why not today? Right? Like, that always cracks me up in sports. Like, a guy leaves a game, he'll be evaluated tomorrow. Evaluate him now. Right? I mean, you got all the equipment and stuff. You got the trainers. You got the everybody's at the stadium. Evaluate him now. Why waste time? If it was my team, if I was the owner, I'm paying these guys a fortune. Let's find out what's wrong right now. Right? Your car breaks down on the side of the road, God forbid. You got to take it towed to a station. He's like, oh, you know, we're going to find out what's wrong with it tomorrow. No, find out what's wrong with my car now because I need a car to get to where I got to go tomorrow. Am I asking for too much? You know, am I being unrealistic? (laughs) I mean, they make it like it's like pick up baseball game or pick up softball at the park. I got to leave the game with hip tightness. I'll find out what's wrong tomorrow. No, I mean, it's Yankee freaking stadium. They got x-ray machines. They got all this stuff. Find out what's wrong right now. Make the evaluation. See what happened to Noah Syndergaard, Harvey? Tonight? What happened? His finger, like, busted open. He had, like, a blister. He was starting for the Dodgers in Milwaukee. And I guess he had to leave after one inning. And I saw some pictures of the finger. Not good like literally the damn thing like exploded so blisters are tricky especially if they're going to be on uh, one of your prime pitching fingers there no bueno but he's going to be evaluated probably tomorrow just to find out you know how bad the blister is like they can't see it with their own two eyes the pharmacy opens up tomorrow when they could finally go get some neosporin and some band-aids that they could put on the blister can't do that tonight god forbid Nick in Westchester's up next here on 98.7. What's up, Nick? How are you?
8: Dan, good evening. How are you? Nick,
2: I'm outstanding. What's going on?
8: Well, you know, for the Knicks, obviously, we don't mind losing. We just don't want to get dominated, and that's what the Heat have done to us. And just three things I would like to see. I'd like to see um, Mitchell Robinson when, you know, they're guarding him with Max Struess half the game because they have Bam out of bio on Julius Randle. The minute we see that happening, we got to go mouse in the house, spread the floor, and give a lob to Robinson and Isaiah Hartstein. He does a nice job with his backdoor passing all season and everything. But you know what? The key to clogging the paint, that's not there. So, you know, we need to get five, ten points each from our big men. They need to chip in a little bit, not a lot. And all these people call it, calling for wholesale changes like, oh, start Evan Fournier, do this, do that. To me, it's a battle of wills. We got to jam it down their throat, attack the paint. That's the team we've been all year. So Brunson, Randall, and, and Barrett just have to pound it into the paint like they normally do, go to the hole, poke the whistle, you know, whistle rings for all us. Right. Um, well, get and, Nick, real
2: quick, you said like, nobody's saying start Evan Fournier. No, I'm not saying that. Nobody's saying yeah. that. But it's just give him at least five, ten minutes off the bench yeah, see if he hits I a agree. couple of shots. That's all.
8: I agree. I agree. I don't mind a tweak like that or or, um, Deuce McBride playing a little bit. And and without saying, we got to get on the floor. We got to dive. We got to be hustling. You got to play with reckless abandon, you know, like the heat play with. Um, And we have to match that without a doubt. Um, And the only thing I'll say, you know, about Julius Randle, you know, he's in a tough spot. He's only 75% probably health wise. And, you know, I feel for the guy, but. You know, you can't say the things he says because your best player, and he's the all-star, he sets your culture. He sets the environment for your team, and they watch him. They watch his body language. They watch what he says, how he acts. So, you know, he's got to change that.
2: There's a lot of things that need changing. And I'll tell you this, though, Nick, and I thank you for the phone call. Nobody was talking about his – actually, you know what? There were a couple of games. Nick's went on that West Coast trip. It was either in February or March. Remember when they went to L.A.? And he had that episode where he got tossed from the game or he got technical, whatever it was, against the Clippers. On the Saturday afternoon, I did that game. Um, And he was being held back by his teammates. And he was getting into it with the assistant coaches and the security guy for the team. Like, those were a couple of examples. And he couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. He was struggling probably to the extent that we really hadn't seen him struggle this year. And then you started to see, like, the old Julius Randle, the guy from last year. But for the most part, let's be fair, we hadn't seen him because he was that good this year. He was better than he was a couple of seasons ago when he was an all-star. And he was the most improved player. He was even better. And he'll probably make All-NBA one of those teams when those are announced. I don't know if it's later this week or next week. You know, he'll make probably All-NBA second team or third team probably. More likely three. But you know what? The injury thing, everybody's kind of banged up this time of year. Like... Look at Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a guy who didn't play game two because we saw him roll that ankle in game one. He wasn't good enough to play the second game, and yet he's not using that as an excuse. He's going out there and playing 40-plus minutes a night, doing it on both ends of the floor, and being a leader for his team. I mean, that's what it takes to lead. Right now, if I asked you, it like, you know, from the Knicks standpoint, not who the best player is, not who the most important player is. Who's the leader on this team right now? When they take the floor, who's the leader? Who leads? By example, out on the court. I think that's pretty obvious, right? I mentioned him a little while ago. It's the only guy that I see consistently getting down on the on the court and actually going after loose balls and making all the hustle plays. And that's Jul- uh, Jalen Brunson, not Julius Randle. All right, two hours down. We got one more to play with. A lot going on still on this Tuesday night. Dan Gross' show, another 60. Then we'll hand it off to Larry and Gordon right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is
1: the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>